Welcome to the podcast for First Presbyterian Church of Arlington Heights. These are the audio versions of the sermons preached each Sunday. I hope you enjoy. Our second passage this morning is from Romans, the fifth chapter. Please listen with me as we read this. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This is the word of the Lord. Well, about two weeks ago, Caroline and Miranda set the bar high (laughs) with preaching without their notes. And then I want to share with you that somebody, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you who, but somebody on the staff has continued to remind me again and again that this happened. So the pressure is on. And today I'm going to preach just from my heart with my, without my sermon, but I do have just an outline. So here we go. What a journey we have been on. I want to start out by saying that when I first came here and I met with the committee and I sat down with them and I, and I said, basically, like, how long am I going to be here? <laughs> And they said to me, well, you're going to probably be here about a year and a half to two years. And of next Sunday, I am just one week shy of being your interim associate pastor for four years. Woo! What a journey we have been on together in these four years. I've been thinking about this, like what... What can I say this morning to really express all that we have learned about our time together? What can I capture in this little time up here to really share with you what this journey has meant for you individually, for you together, for our church, and then for me personally? So I'm going to start out by talking about what it's meant for me personally. I can tell you this, being here for four years has been a life-changing experience for me. When I started, before I came, I was a chaplain, and I worked in a hospital, I worked with patients, and yes, I was a minister, and yes, I was a pastor, but I'd never worked in a church. I had volunteered in a church, very much like all of you. I actually was a middle school advisor, and I did remind TC in the first service that I even did lock-ins with the middle school kids. I don't think he believed me. (laughs) You'll tell him, though. Plus, I was on the mission committee, because I've always had a heart for mission, and I worked in pads, and I did all of these things, just like you did. But I'd never worked full-time as a pastor. So being here with you has been a life-changing experience for me. I can't even begin to tell you how much I've grown from being here and how much I have learned about our time with you today. But I also want to share with you that together we have done so much 
so much more than I think I could ever have hoped for in our time together. So I've been struggling with, you know, what can I give you this morning to leave with you on this day? And so I've been thinking about what kind of insights and what image I can say today that'll help you remember this time together. Because it's important for us not to forget how much we have learned about ourselves, how much we have learned about our faith, and about how much we have learned about God. It has been an amazing journey. So it's been making me think about journeys and the different kind of journeys that we take in life. Because there's a lot of different kind of journeys, ones that change us, that force us to grow, to learn about ourselves and learn about God. Sometimes we go on journeys that are very brief. So, for example, I remember when our kids went off to church camp and they came back after being gone just one week and they were changed. That experience changed their hearts because they knew God in a new way. Then some of us have gone on mission trips, even though they might just be a week long. We go away and then we come back and we realize, again, we've been greatly changed. Then there's other journeys we take that are a little bit longer, like when our kids go away to college and they try to learn what it's like to be adults on their own. That's another life-changing journey. And then there are other journeys that last an entire lifetime. I believe the journey that we are on as believers, as followers of Christ, is a lifelong journey. It's a never-ending discovery of who we are in relationship to God and God's constant presence in our lives. And I believe this, too. I believe we have opportunities after opportunities again and again and again to open our hearts up and to receive what God has to give us, to take in the transformative nature of God, because God is always about changes. But we have to be open, and we have to be receptive to let God in to help us to change and be the people that we are to be. So as we think about long-term, long-time journeys, I've been thinking about the journeys that we have been on here today. Because the journey requires change. I hate to tell you this. I'm the first one to say, I hate change. Who here likes change? Okay, I got you. Oh, somebody does. But you know what? Change is always part of the transformative process. A process that I think is essential if we're to continue to grow and mature in our faith. And I've been thinking about that changing. You know, if we're not changing, if we're just stagnant, then really, I think we're dying. And dying is not the journey we're to be on as followers of Christ. That journey is always a journey of life and of living always a journey of life and of living. So I've been thinking back on all the challenges I've had in my lifetime, and I've had a lot of different challenges and struggles, having to work through things. When I look back on those times, and I remember being in those times, 
I was like, oh my gosh, this is so horrible. I'm never going to get out of this. Life is terrible. But I look back on those changes now, and I see that they've been a blessing, that they've been an opportunity for me to know God in a new way. They have helped me to grow into the person I am today. So when I look back now, and when I even think of changes and challenges that we go through today, I'm thankful for those. I'm thankful for every single challenge that I have because it has made me who I am today. So I've been thinking about a personal journey I went on that I want to share with you today. It's a journey that changed me significantly, and it was a very brief journey. It was just a one-day journey. It happened when my husband and I, Bob, took our children to Zion National Park for a family vacation. How many of you have been to Zion? All right. Well, we did what any family does when you go to national parks, is we hiked multiple trails every single day. We saw amazing landscapes, just beautiful, beautiful landscapes. And we got to be outside. I think that's the best part of the whole trip, is being outside every day. I think the hardest part of this journey, besides the hike that I'm going to talk to you about, was getting our three teenage kids out of bed early enough so that we could hike before the heat of the day. Can you relate with me? Indeed. So on this one day, I decided I wanted to go on this hike up this trail that was really challenging. Now, if you know me, you know I like challenges. And I was really up for this. I'm going to do this difficult trail. It was five miles from the base up to the very top of this mountain. Now, I don't think it was really mountain. It was really just a big rock, uh, a big tower rock. But I said, I'm going to do this. And so I set out on this trail to do this. And was it a challenging, challenging trail? It was very steep right away, and there were a lot of loose rocks, and you had to really hold on to your footing. And then when I'd look over the edge, it'd be sheer drops, and it would just take my breath away, and my knees would just be shaking. But I kept going. And then the trail would turn around, and it'd be like an S-curve. It'd go back up and go back up. And then there'd be these huge chasms, and I'd be, oh, my, what am I doing? I kept going up up, up. And then, as I got about halfway through, maybe even three-quarters of the way through the journey, it got really steep. And then I had to grab onto chains to pull myself up to the next level. There were these huge chains that were like hammered into these rocks. And I'd be holding on to these chains, pulling myself up. What am I thinking doing this trail? So I climbed and climbed and climbed 1,485 feet. Now, on paper, that does not sound very far, does it? But it was tough. At an altitude of 5,875 feet, I finally reached the very top, a flat top. It was called Angel's Landing. Have any of you been to Angel's Landing? Uh, Here I was at the top of this mountain that I finally got to, and the wind was blowing so strong. I mean, it was so strong that you really couldn't hear anything else because the wind was just making all this noise. And the wind was so strong that I didn't even dare go to the edge because I really, really, I thought the wind could maybe just throw me over the edge. It was amazing. But then, 
inside of me standing there on this top, looking at this amazing landscape over the entire national park. I had this um, immense feeling of peace deep within me. And something really changed in me that day. Something really powerful changed in me. And you know, when I stood up there and looked around, it was a holy moment for me. I thought, indeed, I think angels could land here. But I'll tell you what changed in me, or I should tell you why it changed in me. Because you see, I am afraid of heights. Does anybody understand that? Oh, thank you. Yes, I am afraid of heights. And so I knew it would be challenging for me. But, you know, the thing that's interesting about the hike is, you know, when you're afraid of heights, it's not just a feeling that you have for one moment, right? No. Every step of the way, I had to put aside my fear and just keep going. Of course, it got even worse as I got higher up to the top because it was a big distance if I had to fall down. But I had to put aside my fear, and that was really powerful for me. And now I think about the whole experience. You know, I think standing on the top still kind of brings back the memories of the wind and that peace. But it wasn't even just the journey to the top, really, that was so significant. It was the journey all the way up to the top and then all the way back down. You do know sometimes it's even harder to go down, right? Yeah, and then you've got to look at the heights when you're going down. It's even scarier going down. So the whole experience was really a life-changing experience for me. So I'm afraid of heights, and I made this climb. And so I learned some things about myself. I learned that I can overcome my fears. I can learn that the fears of the past don't have to be my fears now or in the future. Yeah, I still am a little afraid of heights, but it's not near like it was. I learned that I could be more, I could do more than I thought I could, that I could work through that fear, I could accomplish that. That was a huge thing for me, but I also learned some very important things about God. Because I think it was my belief in God, it was my faith, that allowed me to step out of my comfort zone and take the risk to do something that was really scary. Because I want you to know, every step of the way, my knees were shaking and my heart was pounding. I was scared. But my faith allowed me to take that risk to get out of there, to do something that's scary. And I also learned something else about God. I learned that I could trust God for what I didn't even understand about myself. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I didn't understand why I have fears. I don't understand that about myself, but I learned to trust that God did and does and will always know what I don't even understand about myself. God understood my fear and was there to help me overcome it. So on that day, I think seeds were planted in me. I think seeds of strength and courage were planted because I keep thinking about how I made it up there and I made it back down. And they are seeds of strength and courage that has continued to grow and become bigger and more solid in who I am. Faith gave me the courage 
and I learn to trust in God. And when we face our challenges, when we do things that are really scary, that's what happens. We change and we grow. What a gift God gives us. So when I go back now and I'm looking at that passage in Romans, what Paul is saying, I think Paul knows exactly what I'm talking about today, or I should say that I learned a lot from Paul in reading what he had to say. Because Paul says that when he looks back on his challenges, his hardest times in life, and boy, they were really hardships. You know the disciples at Paul, all of them, they suffered, they were imprisoned, they were tortured. Their life was very, very difficult. And even Paul, having all that difficult time, he looks back on his life and he says, the things that those happened there, they've helped me to grow and get stronger. They've been key to my own spiritual growth. That's what he's really saying. Because he's saying, and we boast in our sufferings. Can you believe that? Paul says we boast in our sufferings. Because sufferings produces endurance, produces character, produces hope. And then Paul says, and hope never disappoints us. Because God's love is poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that is given to us. These are powerful words that Paul has spoken, words that we need to hear today. Sufferings produce endurance. Endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Hope does not disappoint us. So we have been on our own journey here. Over these four years, I know how hard it's been. I know the challenges we have faced, the disappointments, the times we were overwhelmed, one change after another. We've gone through a lot in our journey together, but now I say this to you, look how far we have come. Look where we are today. We can look at the past and see now that we have gained something from the opportunities that we went through, the hardships. We have gained a lot in those. So I've been to leave an image with you today that's going to remind you and has reminded me of our journey together, and it's the quilt right here. This is the quilt right here. And I know you can't see it fully right now, but you can see most of it. This is a quilt that I started about six months after I started here. So how long has it taken me to do this quilt? Too long. (laughs) Too long. It's taken me too long, but no, it's just right, I think. It's taken me almost the whole time. I just finished it a couple weeks ago, and of course the pressure helps me to finish it, because I needed to finish it. But I want to talk about this quilt, because for me, I believe the quilt is really going to be, for me, now, forever, a kind of a symbol for what we have gone through together. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how I put this quilt together. When I started out, I had just a block, just like this. I'm going to walk down here so you can see it all a little bit better. This is what the quilt began as. 
And see, it has little things here like blue one, lavender two, whoa, what does that mean? Blue three, blue green three A, right? Blue three B, right? This is how it started out. Now, when I look at this, I have no idea what the big quilt's going to look like, do I? No idea. I had no idea what the final quilt would look like. Day by day, I just started to work on it. First of all, what I had to do is I had to put together a color palette because I had no idea what colors would really go together, and I didn't even know till the very end, but I put together a palette so I actually would know what green 3 was and green 2 and lavender 1. And I kept that palette with me the whole time I built this quilt. So I started with just one block, one square like this, and very carefully I traced this whole pattern. And I put it on the black fabric, and then square by square, shape by shape, I cut it out, and I'd put the right color together. I'd put a fusible material on the back of the fabric, and then I'd iron it on. And that's how you made this quilt. Square by square by square, a little piece at a time. And so after, I think, at least two months, I could exaggerate a bit, maybe. <laughs> this is what I have. One block is done. So this was one block. Right? If you look on here, you could figure out what block it is. But this is just one block. After about two months, I got one block done. And I thought, okay, great. Now we're moving. So then I had to do another block, another block, another block, until I did seven blocks. This quilt has seven blocks in it. And even then, even when I had each of the blocks done, when I had them all up, I wasn't even quite sure until I really looked carefully to see how they would fit together. And then after I sewed them together, I put two blocks together and then three blocks and then two more blocks and then my whole quilt was together. And it really wasn't until almost the very end that I had the whole picture of the quilt. It was a long time making. So now I want to talk to you a little bit about why this quilt reminds me of our journey together. When I started that first block, it was going pretty good. I had good energy then, but it took a long time. You're laughing, and you know what I mean. After a while, it's like, oh, my gosh. All of a sudden, some of the little colored squares started to come off the black fabric. So all that work, all that really delicate placing was coming apart. And I said, what am I going to do? I had to go back to the drawing board, and I decided I had to stitch around every single shape. Not only that, but I had to change the thread to match the color of the fabric. I know most of you men are thinking, who cares? But I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Are you thinking, who cares? Yeah. I'm telling you what that meant for me is that it doubled my time. It took me exactly double the time to go back and do that. And then, lo and behold, what did I do? I ran out of a color of a particular fabric. Try to match a fabric, see if another fabric would fit. I ran out of black fabric. I had all these setbacks. And I want to tell you, there were so many times when I just wanted to quit. I just wanted to say, forget it. You know what? It's too hard. You know, I'm just going to put it in my drawer like all my other unfinished 
<laughs> just put it outside. But you know, something just kept telling me, no, you gotta work on this, because this is important. This is a journey, this quilt. So I didn't quit. Sometimes it lay dormant for a little while, because sometimes I just was way too busy to even work on it. But I just kept going. And I think this is so true of the journey that we've gone together. I know there were times when you wanted to quit. And there were times when you just said, forget it. You know, I just can't take this time anymore. And there are times we had setbacks. There were times we had to go back to the drawing board. There are times we had to regroup and go forward. But you did. You did make your own quilt, and you kept on the journey. Day by day by day, you kept on the journey. And it's so important for that you recognize this about yourself today. That the journey that we went on together created something beautiful, and it was because we stuck to it. Even though we didn't always feel like it was a great journey, and sometimes it was difficult, we really kept going forward. And so it's made me think about how you'll look at our interim time from now on. You could easily say, oh my gosh, it's finally over. I'm so thankful. We can just move on. You could say that. But I think there's another way to look at this. So I want to tell you a story about golf. You knew I had to work this in some way. <laughs> anyway, it's a story that comes out of a conversation I had with Jane Wellman, and she gave me permission to share this with you today. I've been golfing for three years on the Church Golf League. How many of you know that? All right, I learned something real important I'm sharing with you today. Did you know that you can stop counting strokes after 10? It's going to be lower after you leave. <laughs> I'm afraid I learned that a lot the first year. In all, in all seriousness, I, it was a great experience. I did get better, and I, I am starting to enjoy it. But the, the journey uh, that I want to share about is the conversation I had with Jane Wellman. She was, we were out walking down one of the fairways, and Jane said, well, I'd had this conversation with somebody. She said they're from a different church, and Jane said to them, I'm from First Press. And that person said, oh, you're that problem, church. My blood about boiled. I want you to know that. I was like, what? How could they take what for us is such a meaningful, life-changing experience and make it a problem, church? How dare they do that? How dare they say that when we've learned so much? And so I've been thinking about that in terms of how you look about the time that has been difficult. And then we go back to Paul, because Paul is such a wonderful reminder again of what we can learn from our difficult times if we look of them as opportunities. You know what? The last four years have been an opportunity for each one of us to grow in ways that we didn't even anticipate, that we couldn't even know how we would end up. And look where we are. When I look around at you, I see seeds of strength and courage, just like I got seeds of courage when I was on that top of the mountain, right? And those are going to grow in you. I see that you've developed endurance. Yeah, just hold you back. Watch out, Alex. They're ready to go now. 
because nothing is going to hold you back because you have endurance now and you have character. But I want to leave you with one more thought, and that is, in the days ahead, there's going to be a time when this will look like this again. Now, I know you're saying, oh, no, that can't happen. But there's going to be a time when you're going to wonder what's ahead, what it's going to look like. You're going to be challenged again. And you might question, and you might doubt, and you might say, what is that about? But I want to tell you is now you're in a different place. And you're going to be able to say, we don't care, because we can endure that. We can go forward without having all the answers. We have endurance and character. It's been beautiful, a beautiful journey. Amen. Thanks for listening. And if you want to learn more about First Presbyterian Church of Arlington Heights, please visit www.fpcah.org for more information on service times, directions, and to learn more about the First Pres family of faith.